Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 446. Follow your dream at all costs, and if uh, it seems to be out of your reach, do one step at a time and make the dream to come true. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jump starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Peter Malerski. Peter, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready, and thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And by the way, listeners, Peter's calling in today all the way from the Czech Republic, so it's it's so much fun with today's modern technology for me to talk to people all over the world, so I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. Peter Milowski is the co-founder and CG supervisor at Unique and Limited Fine Art Collectibles in Prague. He was born and raised in the Czech Republic, and Peter started his career in computer graphics at the young age of 17. After graduating from the University of Ostrava, he began creating a career that combined his passion for automobiles and his skills using computers. He works with past Cars yeah guest, Jean Rombowski, where they create advanced graphics of legendary racing and sports cars, including period-correct scenes, producing limited-edition prints. Their mission is to re-energize inspiring stories from the past by using modern technology to create premium large-scale prints, allowing present and future generations experiencing history like never before. And I'll tell you that I've I've got to see some of these prints myself. They are absolutely spectacular. So this is going to be a fun journey we take today. So Peter, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business, your career, and of course your passion for automobiles? Yeah. So I'll start from the beginning. And it all started when I got my first computer. I was uh, never gamer, so I very soon discovered a world of 3D that fascinated me. It gave me freedom of creating things only with limit of my skills and creativity, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, un- unfortunately, at that time, there weren't any schools or courses where I could learn anything about it. So whole, basically, whole computer graphic industry was just globally starting and... Uh, there weren't many people interested in this subject. 
So I spent three years of trial and error in the 3D software, and then I got my first job from company focused mainly on architectural visualization. Mm-hmm. I worked there for four years uh, during my studies. And the most importantly, I uh, met their very talented people, and one of them was Jan Rambosek. Mm. Uh, after a while, he asked me to work with him in his new company, Playground Postproduction. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess we share the same passion uh, and most importantly possibility to do our own project in future. So it was the year 2012 when we decided now is the time to start with the project and uh, what we always wanted. So we decided to bring 12 greatest moments from Silver Arrows era back to life. Yes. So the whole project took two and a half years of work and it contains mainly Auto Union and Mercedes-Benz, uh, Mercedes-Benz cars from pre-war age. Uh, it means from 1934 to 1939. Mm-hmm. With help of our small team, I, created, uh, I was creating and supervising all the CG content. It means from all the cars to the recreation of some famous racetracks. All that content had to be accurate for a given year. So uh, there was a huge amount of pre-production stage uh, where we were uh, gathering uh, all references like photos and books and blueprints for cars. With this, uh, with this initial project, we had great success all over the world, like events like Goodwood Festival of Speed, uh, Concord Elegant in Pebble Beach, and we had so many positive feedbacks from people. So me and Jan, we decided to continue with similar projects and we found that unique and limited company. Mm-hmm. Um, all historical moments that we are creating now are based on real events. So that's why it's not possible to use only photography and a restage home moment. My task is to create CG content for every visual uh, as authentic and as precise as possible. It means all the environments and cars uh, that doesn't exist anymore or look different. Mm -hmm. Uh, For for example, for one of our visual for 250 GTO Ferrari, uh, Le Mans Mulsanne Corner, it still exists, but it looks different nowadays. Uh, Yes. So the same with the Avis racetrack from 37 and Nürburgring pit stops from 1938. These are all, all gone nowadays. So we have to use modern technology like computer graphics. Yeah. Also, yeah. also these cars are made digitally from scratch because most of them still exist in real life, but they are worth millions of millions of dollars and it's it's not possible to get them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even mentioning that we have to damage them and change some parts to get correct look for a given year, mm. uh, putting dirt and all kind of grunge to get authentic look. All these elements are basically hand-painted digitally and models are created to the last screw. So we are able to produce really uh, very detailed large-scale prints. Yes. So this is basically the only way how to get everything real, authentic, and also artistically appealing. Well, you know, it's absolutely fantastic what you were doing and everything that you've described. I would encourage our listeners to go to... Peter's show notes page here on Cars, yeah, and click on the links that I'm going to provide so you can go and check out the website and the video that you have on how these are produced. Because when I had Jan on the show, 
you were doing the Silver Arrows project, and it was absolutely amazing to me the level of detail and authenticity you guys are putting into this. And now with these new prints, it's the same kind of thing. And and I just encourage our listeners to go check this out. You're going to see some incredible creative work, but also history just becoming alive before your eyes. So it's really wonderful what you guys are doing and what you're doing. I, I really admire you for your talent and your expertise and your drive for perfection. And we're going to learn more about this as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guest for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Peter, take the wheel. Okay. So I believe that uh, every dream job or task can be achieved when you break it down into smaller steps. I use this approach every day. Uh, it helps me to stay focused and, and get everything done. If I would be thinking about a huge amount of work ahead of me all the time, it might be sometimes very difficult and slowing me down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a wonderful saying. There's a saying that I've always shared with people when they look at tasks and they go, how on earth are we going to do this? And I always ask them a question. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, very, very true. You know, it's a wonderful way to approach huge tasks one little step at a time. So I think that's a wonderful mantra. Now, let's go back in time a little bit here, Peter. I would love for you to share a story with us that instigated your passion, your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment that you remember in your life when you really realized that you were a car guy? Yeah, there is. Um, but uh, I'll start from the beginning. I always admired cars, but the pivotal moment uh, for me was when I first saw a proper car, I have to say. Mm-hmm. It was Mercedes-Benz W154 from 1938 in National Technical Museum in Prague. Oh, wow. Uh, and that time we were gathering references for Silver Arrows project. Uh, and it was quite coincident that uh, that car was in Prague where we are based. So uh, when I saw its design, metallic look and no safety features whatsoever, uh, I'd say it's a row power on four wheels. And uh, on, in addition, uh, when I read description, how fast and how rare piece I'm looking at, it was really mind blowing because uh, that car was very rare due to the original condition. And most importantly, this car was driven by Rudolf Caracciola, Ooh. one of the best drivers uh, in pre-war era. Yes. This was just uh, unbelievable for me. And from that time, I'm very passionate about cars, but especially classic ones, I have to admit. Oh, yes. What a beautiful car that is. I had the pleasure of visiting the Mercedes Museum years ago in Stuttgart. And you stand there before these pieces of history and you just go, wow. I mean, yeah, it's just- incredible what can what can what they did with the cars on the uh, on those years yes yeah <laughs> well you're very fortunate to to have that car in your hometown and be able to be so close to it and look at it what a wonderful experience and what a way to uh open your eyes to the history that you guys create there very beautiful now let's crawl under the hood here i'd love for you to talk a little bit about a great challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way but the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you 
I was studying computer science at the university, but unfortunately they had nothing to do with my real passion in 3D. Uh, by the way, my parents were supporting me and saw me already with master's degree. But the challenge started when in Playground Studio that, uh, that I was visiting during summer holidays where I was helping them as 3D artists with some projects. Mm-hmm. When my stay was coming to an end uh, and I had to go back to the university, uh, the team from Playground asked me if there is any possibility uh, that I could stay with them to work as head of 3D department. Mm. I said that uh, I would love to stay, but I have to finish my degree first. But uh, there were three more years ahead of me. Obviously, they they wouldn't wait for me that long. Right. And I'm very glad that, uh, that they kept trying to convince me. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a while, I started uh, thinking more seriously about it. And uh, what if is the opportunity that doesn't appear many times in life? Yes. So, so the challenge was whether to stay in Prague uh, and do what I will always wanted to do or go back to the university and lose that chance. Mm. Uh, that day I, I decided to call my parents for advice. Uh, I was really young and uh, I was pretty sure the answer will be negative, but uh, surprisingly my dad told me to seize the opportunity if I'm sure this is what I want to do. Mm. So it was a long time ago when I decided uh, to move to Prague and work there as professional uh, 3D artist. But I learned uh, that when you see the opportunity to do something really what you want to do, you should grab that chance. Yes. You know, what a wonderful story. And I would assume, as you describe that, very challenging to try to decide what to do, especially at such a young age. You're very fortunate to have a father and parents that not only support you, but gave you some wonderful guidance to say, you know what, here's an opportunity. Seize the day. Carpe viem. Uh, You know, seize the road. Uh Uh, Carpe Diem sees the day and, uh, and move forward. We're all so happy that you did that. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I, I always like to ask my guests about an aha career moment. I like to say it's a time when, when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for this new idea or this new direction mm-hmm. that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Mm-hmm. I would say it was again with Silver Arrows project. Uh, We spent two and a half years of daily work and we couldn't publish anything before we finish uh, finish our last visual. We didn't have any feedback from public. So for me, it was uh, sometimes kind of frustrating and very long lasting. Mm -hmm. In, In addition, knowing that only few of us can finish it and we cannot rely on any other people. So my aha moment was when we finished this very first massive project because the biggest reward was when people saw it for the first time in Goodwood and the feedback was just astonishing. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And after that, I I learned that I'm able to finish any project without uh, any doubt and it's always worth it. You know, I would assume that experience really built up your confidence because when I saw what you guys created, and I, I ran across you guys at Pebble Beach, I'd actually seen some of your work before online when you were at Goodwood, but then I met Jan at Pebble Beach, and I looked at the actual prints, and you sit there and you go, wait a minute, how did you do this? It looks like real pictures of real people, but 
you weren't there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you really did a phenomenal job of bringing history to life. And uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that you did it. It's uh, really, really spectacular work. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many. You're still a young man. You still have such a future ahead of you. But is there one moment that stands out for you that made you feel really proud with what you've done so far? Uh, I would say every time when I'm together with our team exhibiting on any event and getting uh, very positive feedback from what we do, people are always very excited and they want to know how we are able to recreate such a historic moment in quality and size Mm -hmm. that we are displaying. Um, These are days when I'm very proud of that what we do, but if I have to choose the pr- proudest one, I have to pick our, again, first exhibition in Goodwood in 2014, where everything started. It was really something something that I uh, never forget. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like standing in front of an audience and presenting a body of work that you spent so much time on and looking yeah, exactly. at their their facial reactions. <laughs> and, and I'm sure I was one of those persons that walked up and said, wow, how did you mm. do this? It is so wonderful. Mm. So... Very nice, very nice. Let's have a little bit of fun here. I don't know how many cars you've had in your life, but is <laughs> but is there is there one car, or maybe it even was your first car that was really special for you, and maybe you could share a, a memory you have with that vehicle. It's too early to talk about my first special car, but <laughs> I, I wish I could uh, mention some classic car, but to be honest, my first car was and still is BMW 1 Series. Oh, that's okay. Those are nice Uh, cars. Even though there is nothing really interesting about this car. But for me, it's my first car uh, that I won't forget. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been a BMW fan for many years. I've owned many BMWs and uh, they've been fantastic cars for me. I've been really happy with them. I love German cars. I'm also a Porsche fan, as my listeners know. But I know that your future holds a very special car for you. Um, it, now, let me, you know, I'm going to ask you a little later in our show about that one collector car. Mm-hmm. But um, if you could buy a, a fun daily driver today and you didn't really have to worry about the, the cost, what would you like me to buy for you? Okay, it would be a Porsche. 911 Carrera RS 2.7 from 1972. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now we're going back to collector cars, so I kind of jumped ahead there, but that is, uh, yeah, that's the holy grail for sure. So yeah, very very nice. Uh, well, let's move on here. I'd love to talk about current projects and things you guys are working on now. I know you a lot of your projects you keep very secret until you unveil them, but what are you mm-hmm. working on here in the new year in 2016 that really has you excited and fired up? Uh, we are currently working on few, I think, very interesting projects. Uh, one of them is Targa Florio race from 1928 with Czech driver Elizabeth Junek. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the most famous woman in history of Grand Prix races, and one of her finest cars uh, was yellow Bugatti Type 35. Mm. <laughs> By the way, she called that car Swallowtail Butterfly because of its color. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. That's wonderful. We are also working on design posters for Porsche 911 RS 2.7 liter from 1972. So it's going to be a series of uh, seven different posters and I think it's worth the seed. Oh, <laughs> when well, it's out. when those are out, I am going yeah. to purchase those from you because 
that is one of my favorite cars, and I can't yeah. wait. Knowing the quality of work and, and, and what your artwork looks like when it's done, I cannot wait for those to be finished. But very interesting project. I didn't know that about her, and I didn't know that about that particular car. But uh, very nice. When will these projects be finished? Do you have a completion date? Uh, I think um, the start of this year. So um, we have a few more, like uh, Jean-Manuel Fangio in his Ferrari 250F. Porsche 917 from Le Mans race, mm-hmm. but I think uh, those gonna be finished uh, till April or May. So nice, nice. Well, we'll <laughs> we will look forward to those, and those who will all be available through your website. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. We'll make sure that we talk about that at the end of our discussion here, and that'll be listed on your show notes page. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Peter, and I, I love this question because. You being a creative person, really an artist at heart, uh, I always find it interesting how people answer this question. If you were an automobile, a car, what kind of car would you be and why? And this isn't so much about what you want to be. It's about how you perceive yourself. I would say uh, it's Volvo XC70. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's unique. (laughs) Yeah. I consider uh, this car reliable and more like explorable. Explorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. No, that, you're the first one to mention that as the kind of car you are. So yeah, I figured, really? you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought you'd be somebody very unique, so or a car very unique. So you you didn't disappoint me. So Peter, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Peter, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yeah. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, when I was borrowing car from my dad, he always said, drive safe. And most importantly, don't crash my car. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Drive safe and don't crash my car. Yeah, absolutely. I used to tell my kids whenever they would leave the house in one of our cars, make great decisions. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? When I'm looking at our artworks, I'm still thinking what can be done better next time. Mm. First projects were really challenging and I think they took, uh, they still look great, but now I would do some things better. Yeah. Yeah. Constant improvement. That old, uh, Japanese saying of Kaizen, constant (laughs) sharpening of the saw. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? 
I'd like to mention people from uh, forums such as Modelers or forums focused on racing history. Mm -hmm. there, is, there are also many Facebook groups. All these people are willing to share the, their own knowledge and they are helping each other. These groups are fantastic and uh, I think very helpful. Uh, they already help us to remove some minor mistakes, uh, what we did in our artworks. For example, we were missing one of uh, the small holes on site of the Porsche 917 body, so oh. we had to redo it. But, yeah, I would say this is it. You know, the, the forums, I've had many guests mention forums. They're a wonderful way to uh, expand your knowledge. People are willing to share so much. And uh, I, I think they're fantastic in the internet these days and the knowledge that we can glean from people around the world with their expertise is really spectacular. So that's a great mention. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read in the past that you found really interesting? Actually, uh, I am just reading a very interesting book about uh, Elizabeth Unek, uh, the most famous pre-war uh, age woman race driver. Hmm. I mentioned her also, uh, also when we were talking about current projects yes. uh, that we are working on. Uh, but the book is called um, Memory. My Memory is Bugatti. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if this book was published outside of Czech Republic, but um, there, there are more biography books about her, and it's really interesting how she did it. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we'll have to, I know in our pre-show chat, we talked that maybe the book is not available to Amazon and it might not be produced in English or other languages, but uh, I'll do a little research, see if we can find something for our listeners. Otherwise, they're going to have to call their Czech friends and have them read them bedtime stories uh, yeah. <laughs> from this book. So uh, every night I'll be calling you, Peter, and saying, okay, read me the next chapter. I want to learn a little bit more. So uh, Sure, we can do it. No there problem. You, there you go. Yeah, the wonders of the internet and uh, Skyping uh, will make that all possible. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources that Peter has been so kind to share at carsyeah.com slash Peter Milerski. And Peter's name is spelled P-E-T-R, and his last name is M-I-L-E-R-S-K-I. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars and computer graphics? I've just got for Christmas my first electric guitar from my wife. So All right, rock on. <laughs> it became instantly my number one hobby outside of automobile-related oh, stuff. <laughs> awesome, cool. Well, next time we have you on the show, I'm going to ask you to play us something. So you better okay. practice, okay? So <laughs> Okay, we will have to wait for it. <laughs> I know, it takes time. Well, I started playing the guitar when I was a little boy, and uh, I don't play as much now as I should, but... Um, it's just something like anything you've got to practice, but it's a lot of fun. So uh, rock on, yeah. as they say. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, now's the time for the checkered flag. And Peter, this last question can be a real doozy. I think you may have already answered it, but we'll maybe dig a little deeper into your answer. If you could have only one collector car, not a daily driver, but a collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? Okay, last time you asked me what car would I would like to drive, but the, for collector purpose only, definitely I would uh, love to have Mercedes-Benz W154 that was driven by Rudolf Caracciola. And uh, this car was actually raced uh, the last race before World War II in Nürburgring, and it was technological peak of that time that influenced me a lot. Oh, it's such a beautiful car. Well, let's 
Let's touch on it a little bit more because obviously the history of this car and Rudolph being the driver makes it very special. But maybe you could share being an artist. What is it about the design of the car that attracts you so much? When you compare uh, when you compare it to the cars nowadays, uh, its design was really futuristic, and it was the year nineteen thirty four to thirty eight. These cars were incredible in performance, and uh, really there are no safety features, and it's really amazing just looking at the car. And I wouldn't drive it uh, never, but <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's really. Uh, interesting just look uh, look at the car and admire its shape like design and uh, the power what's what's under the hood yeah it is they're beautiful cars so maybe what you could do is park that in your living room and you can sit in the front of that car and play your guitar (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds like something fun to do peter you've taken me on a great ride today i've really enjoyed your stories and i want to thank you for calling in all the way from the Czech Republic to share your journey with me and with the Karsia listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Mercedes-Benz that you love so much? My advice is to follow your dream at all costs. And if it seems to be out of your reach, do one step at a time and make the dream to come true. Great advice. Now, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, you can find more about me on LinkedIn profile mm-hmm. that I will share in the interview. And uh, about our work, it's unique-limited.com. We also have Instagram and YouTube and Facebook channels where you can find more insights. Absolutely. Well, I'll make sure, listeners, you can find everything Peter shared with us on his show notes page at carsia.com. And I would really encourage you to go. Check out their website. Look at what they're doing because it will blow you away. It is absolutely spectacular. I'm so happy I got to talk to you today. And Peter, thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences and what you're doing with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.